everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Autumn is Here. I'm your host, Francine Crawford. Today, we're going to talk about assisted living. Assisted living is a place where your loved one can go to if they want to live on their own, but they have people in place that will check on them, that will uh, make sure they have their medication. They'll be able to come down and they'll be around people their age. Uh, They may have activities and things like that. But there are certain things that you also have to look out for also before you um, pick the assisted living uh, place that you want your your loved one to be in. And uh, some of those things are you have to ask questions about like the nursing staff. Um, are they licensed? Are they just assisted nurses? Are they the ratio of the staff to the um, to the patients? Um, look around and see if the decor is pleasant. Um, if everything is uh, spaced out or crowded together, things like that. Um, look to see if it's clean, the cleanliness, and see if it's maintained. Visit a couple of times just to see before you make a selection. Um, they'll let you do that. Find out what their activity, what this, what their plans are, um, as far as how they're able to interact with their patients, how they're able to um, be attentive to their to the patients there and the clients there and how they're able to um, assist in, you know, giving them medicine. Do the nurses give them medicine or is that uh, set aside for a doctor that comes in? Uh, how, what li- time limit do they have? Like people for people to access them are people are people available 24 hours to access them um is there safety things make sure they have handrails and make sure they have um seats for the bathroom and things like that no no rugs no separate rugs area rugs that will slip and things like that make sure they have bells by the bed or warrant something they can warn the nurse in a nurse's station and get their attention if something should happen. Make sure they have something around the toilet so they can get up if they need to get up by themselves and railings on the beds. So things like that. It's good to look into and just make sure before you go to um, select a facility for your parent. Also, um, then look into the cost, you know, what's included in the cost. So those are a few things that um, you should look into, but we're going to talk today to someone who worked at um, assisted living place, and she's able to give us some more insight into that process. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Autumn is Here, my podcast. I am here with Deborah Bingham-Gwen, and she is a nurse. And she's also was the director of wellness at assisted living programs. Welcome, Deborah, to my show. Thank you, friend. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very excited to have you because uh, one of the things that I struggled with when my mom um, had Alzheimer's was trying to find a place for her that would help her. And um, she did not really qualify for Medicaid and the um, nurses uh, home attendant. I think they gave her three hours for first they said two days and then they said three days. So um, I started looking for different places, had never heard of assisted living before. And I started looking and calling around. And when I called around, um, the prices were crazy Um, for me, for me, the prices were crazy. Um, And um, when I got something that was still high, but it was lower than everything else. And I asked what they offered. um, There's there's. It was lower because they they have other things added on. 
So the other things that you needed, you added on and then it became just as high. But I considered it. And then I said, well, they said, well, you know, what is your mom's um, issues? And I said, well, she has Alzheimer's. And they said, oh, no, we don't take um, people with memory challenges or things like that. So now I didn't know that there was different places that take people with memory challenges and and take people that are just um, in need of some place to for assistance. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, let's see. Um, I, uh, I am a nurse registered in the state of New York, and um, I've been nursing actually since 1978, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. Um, so I've been doing this for quite some time, and um, I've done hospital nursing where I, you know, worked in cardiology, uh, specifically with people who had cardiac surgery. And then um, from there, moved on to diagnostics and from diagnostics into um, assisted living, where I was the director of wellness for a couple of major um, assisted living chains. Okay, okay. So how did you find um, going from what you did before to go to a director of wellness and assisted living? Well, it was different. Um, that much I can say, it kind of took me back to the hospital days to a certain degree, um, because there is a certain um, amount of care that has to be given um, in some situations. But what I discovered is that in assisted living, care is catered to the individual. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like being in a hospital, yet it was kind of like being in a hospital, if that makes any sense. Um, the one thing that an assisted living facility is not, is not technically a care center. Um, the care that is provided in those environments is limited, mainly because there are not physicians on the premises. So it limits the amount that they really can do, um, even with a nurse present. Okay, so they have nurses there, but they don't have physicians there. Right, they have physicians who come in who, you know, periodically check on patients, but there is no in-house physician. So the the senior that comes there, or the person that comes there, um, they have to be uh, pretty much able to um, be on their own in some, some capacity. They have to have a certain level of independence. They don't necessarily have to be a well individual but they have to be well enough to maintain some semblance of independence um, when it comes to some things. For instance, you know, almost everyone gets some assistance, even if it's just with meals, because they provide the meals for them. Uh, they They actually have chefs who prepare meals restaurant style meals um, where residents get choices of the meals that they want in the course of a day. And they have breakfast, they have lunch, they have dinner, um, they have snacks prepared for them, you know, that they can take to their apartments or their rooms. So, you know, those things are across the board, but depending on what the independence level is of the individual, they may require no care. Some individuals don't need anything. Um, And then there are some who need help with, you know, what we call ADLs or activities of daily living, things like dressing or grooming or bathing or showering, you know, things that they used to be able to do. But now because their dexterity level has decreased, they may not be able to do them as well. 
So those individuals, of course, um, qualify because they're able to walk around, they're able to express their needs, you know, that kind of thing. Um, even people who are not mobile, let's say an individual was wheelchair bound, you know, bound, if they are able to maneuver with very little assistance, then they can still qualify. It's just okay. that the people who are taking care of them are generally medical assistants in some assist in some you know assisted living facilities. They use CNAs or like nursing assistants, but they don't provide actual medical care. They just provide personal assistance. That's kind of the major difference. All right. Okay. The, the closest thing they get to medical care is medication management or help with checking their blood pressure if there's someone who has hypertension or um, help with doing maybe on a daily basis their blood sugar if they're diabetic. That's pretty much the extent of the, the medical care. Okay, so are these places private or are they funded by the city or the state? They are privately run. Um, and up until 2021, um, individuals basically funded a hundred percent themselves. Mm. And what happened in 2021? Well, in 2021, there were some adjustments made most likely based on, you know, things that were happening around COVID um, mm. which allowed um, individuals to be able to use payments from social security in order to, you know, help subsidize their payments for the month. Or um, if they were receiving some other type of federal subsidy, they would be able to utilize those funds. But those funds don't cover 100%. They may cover a small portion and the individual would still have to be responsible for the remainder. Okay, so um, I just want to clear, just get some clarity because um, you say that they could, after 2021, because of COVID, they were able to use their Social Security. But if that was their income anyway, if they they had um, income of Social Security and that was their income anyway, they would not be eligible for assisted living like well, prior to COVID. It wasn't that they wouldn't be eligible. It's just that in some cases, the payments were increased in order to help to fund what their needs oh, were. All right? okay. Because, okay. you know, Social Security, for the most part, is not an enormous sum of money. Right. All right. But under circumstances where the person was living in assisted living or had to be sent to assisted living, you know, there were a lot of instances where people lost caregivers, for instance. Mm. All right. Um, your caregiver contracted COVID. They passed away. You didn't have anyone else that could take care of you. And, you know, basically you had other funds, but you relied on Social Security to be able to make ends meet. Then, you know, Social Security would step up just a little to help you to meet those needs because that was really all you had. Um, and, and it wasn't in every case. It was in those rare cases where it was necessary. So. Oh, okay. Okay. What are the um, what is the benefit from selecting to be in a facility like assisted living as opposed to being home with a home attendant? Are there any benefits? Well, I mean, the, with home attendants, unless you qualify for say twenty four hour care, then that meant that there were periods where the person would be at home alone, mm -hmm. and. 
in many instances, people did not want to be left alone. They didn't feel secure. So there's a certain amount of security in being in an assisted living facility. There are others of their age group that are there that they can um, make friends. Sometimes, you know, as people age, of course, we lose friends, we lose, you know, acquaintances, and it gives them the opportunity to make new friends, to develop new relationships with people their own age, where they don't feel so alone anymore. Um, and there's someone always available, even though there's not, again, a, like a, a medical facility that they're in. Um, mm -hmm. There are people on staff that are in the facility 24 hours a day. So there's that security that they have, that they can't get at home. Okay, so... If you're going to seek out a facility uh, for assisted living, um, what should you look for? Like well, other things? again, because these are catered to your needs, there's there's a couple of things you need to look at. One, um, what are your needs? You know, how independent are you? All right. Are you able to move about on your own? Are you still able to come and go and do the things that you normally do? I mean, they provide transportation so that you can still go out and shop. They provide transportation so that you can go to your doctor's appointments or to go and visit your friends. Most of them have their own private buses with their own drivers that can take the residents to the places that they want to go. So if you're able to move around, you know, that well, then it's a good place, you know, to consider. Um, you also have to look at what your general lifestyle is and whether or not the place that you are looking at will kind of live up to the lifestyle that you're accustomed to. Or if you want to tone down your lifestyle, you know, there are some people who, you know, um, can afford to live lavishly. All right. And not every assisted living facility is lavish. Some of them have to be a little less than that because everybody can't afford lavish. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at how you want to live as well. Um, everybody has their own individual living space, but some are more grandiose. So how do you want to live? Um, then to what can you afford? That's always the big issue. I mean, on an, under normal circumstances, the median cost of assisted living is somewhere between $3,300 and $7,000. Mm -hmm. I know. All right. So can you afford to do that? You know, some people, you know, make an investment in long-term care insurance, which of course will be beneficial for that individual because they can utilize that type of income in order to be able to subsidize their, their rent payments. Um, people who have annuities, you know, can often use the money from their annuities to help subsidize their rent. If they have a large amount of savings, they can use that. Some people um, do reverse mortgages on their homes and use the income from the reverse mortgage to pay for that living expense over time. Mm -hmm. There are people who literally sell their homes, you know, um, who take that money that can last them for years, you know, under those circumstances, and they use that. But the downside from that is that if this was property that you intended to leave to your children, 
you no longer have that option. So for some people, that's a deal breaker. But again, it depends on you know whether or not you have the means to stay in your home. Is there someone that can care for you? Um, or is this something that you have to consider? So. Okay. So who regulates these places? Does a city or the state come in and check to make sure everything is up to code or that it's safe or it's clean? Or is there anything like that? Yes, these um, these institutions are both state and federally regulated. All right. Um, and they do have inspections on an annual or even a semi-annual basis where um, they come in, they talk to the residents, they um, take a look at all of your records, they look at your payment records, they look at your care records, they look at you know um, your kitchen, they look at the credentials of your staff, just like you would in a hospital setting. Okay, okay. And so um, they're able to, to regulate, and if there's anything that you would have to um, fix or are they fines or they're, you know. Absolutely. If they find anything that is not um, up to standard, just like any hospital or nursing home, they are given a, a specific amount of time to rectify those issues. And they come back and they make sure that those issues have been taken care of. Okay. So what happens if you are accepted, you're, you're living there for a couple of years and um, your, your health deteriorates. Um, how do you handle that? Do they, you know, what, what happens at that point? Well, I mean, because they're, everyone who is a resident, you know, still receives medical care, although the facility does not do it. Um, if that person's physician determines that they need additional care, there are some options. Um, even in the assisted living environment, like I said, if they get to a point where they cannot take their own medicine, they can be placed on medication management. If they were able to you know, take care of their own ADLs when they arrived, then they can be placed on ADL care. They can receive personal care at that point if it becomes necessary. Let's say the person um, develops dementia or they develop Alzheimer's. There are assisted living facilities that also have a dementia unit, all right? So they can do a lateral transfer from the general population into a dementia unit where there is more security. The, the issue um, once they start to develop you know, dementia or Alzheimer's is the risk of them wandering. So the dementia units are more secure in that, you know, they have locked exits, they have 24-hour staff, um, there is more management of their activity, so it becomes a safe place, you know, even if they develop mental issues. Okay, okay, that's 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 good to know. That's good to know. Okay, so um, I wanted to know if there's anything that you know about um, being in you know, involved in assisted living and um, being the director. Is there anything that you want to tell the audience that maybe they should know or don't, you know, wouldn't normally know or would help them in selection or anything like that? Well, I can tell you that, you know, there are, I mean, even here in the, you know, 
greater New York area, there are multiple assisted living facilities that you know are um, available to be utilized, and they do vary in terms of um, again whether they are lavish, whether they are you know what we would consider something that we as normal everyday people would be able to afford. Do your homework, you know, check them all out. Don't just look at the first one that you hear about and decide that that's the one. Visit them and don't just go there once. Visit them at different times of the day so that you can see what activities are happening because there are activity directors in every facility that are responsible for making sure that your loved one stays active, that your loved one is engaged all right, throughout different points of the day um, to make sure that they're, you know, that they're getting what they they need in terms of, you know, keeping them engaged. Um, Go during a mealtime so Mm -hmm. that you can experience the food that they're going to eat. All right. Most um, ALs will allow you to come in for a meal. The best time to go is during lunch or dinner. All right. When the chef is supposed to be at his or her best. So that you can see exactly what kind of meals they're going to be served and what their dining experience is going to be like. Um, For the most part, the dining experience is like being in a restaurant. They have waiters. They Mm -hmm. order from a menu. You know, um, their tables are weighted just like as if they were in a restaurant. The only difference is there's no bill and no tip. So, (laughs) you know, so show up so that you can see what's happening. Um, Aside from that, spend some time with some of the residents, talk to some of the residents. All right. They will allow you to talk to the residents, ask, how do you like living here? You know, um, and let the residents tell you. It's one thing to ask the facility, you know, facilities or facilities. They're going to tell, everybody's going to tell you they are the best thing since sliced bread. This is a wonderful place to live. It's going to be great. Your loved one's going to love it here. But the residents will tell you the truth. They will tell you if they like it. Um, the other thing is find out what their, you know, what their visitation policies are like. Um, in some ALs, you know, residents sign, you know, they sign in and out because they're able to leave the building on their own. Um, but find out what their policies are for allowing the resident to leave. Does the resident have to sign out? Do they know where your loved one is if they leave the facility on their own? Because mm-hmm. that's important, you know to know exactly, you know, how they manage them. Make sure that they have um, a personal security system. Most ALs have either a pendant system for safety or they have a bracelet system where the resident, no matter where they are in the building, can press a button and Mm -hmm. call somebody to them if they need it. If they fall, if they just can't get up, if they you know, really find themselves in some kind of an emergency situation, make sure they have a system in place and make sure that that system is checked at -hmm. least once a month to make sure that the pendants work. All right. It's, it's important that you do that. Just do your homework. Um, 
I can tell you that there are institutions that will help you to find placement for your loved ones. Um, the one that comes to mind um, is called a place for mom. Place for mom. Yes. And it is not something that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And the reason you don't pay for it is because the institutions pay them um, to help them find residents. And they don't just point you in the direction of one. They point you in the direction of several so that, you know, you have choices and whoever you end up with is who pays them. So you don't have to pay them at all. Um, And I've worked with them, you know, before um, as I was doing AL and they are really good at placing people. And again, they just happen to be the ones that came to mind. I'm not saying that they're the only ones. They're just the ones that I'm the one that I'm familiar with. Um, but if you do that, you know, and then check your finances. All right. If you have children, you know, include them in your decision, be realistic about what you can afford and how long you can afford it. You know, don't, don't reach for the stars. If you know that that's not going to be something you can sustain. All right. Make sure your loved one is comfortable and make sure that the environment is is something that's acceptable to you. But just realize that they have to continue to be able to make those payments for as long as they are going to live there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't plan well, then, you know, you set them up to, you know, to fail to the point where they may run out of money before they run out of time. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever want that to happen because then their alternative may be a nursing home where they don't belong only because they can't afford to maintain the the living style that they become accustomed to. Wow. Wow. This is great. This is great. You've given us so much information to take and to digest and just giving people help to uh, find facilities and that's appropriate for their loved ones and just something to think about. And the planning is, is, you know, you have to start planning. You have to include your family um, because it's a lot of information. You know, sometimes it could be overwhelming. Yeah. You know, so, but I thank you so much for spending your time here and giving us some, um, just some gems that you've dropped that people can uh, assist people and taking the time out to share that because, you know, we, we all need some help sometime and some, at some point in our life, somebody is going to have to help us. So we thank you for giving us the information and being able to um, just spend this moment with us. Well, so, you're very welcome. Thank you for, again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So I will um, I will just I want you to know that um, we're able to um, possibly do do something like this again. And I, I would love to have you on again as a guest. Not okay. a problem. You're welcome to come back. Oh, <laughs> OK. Anytime. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye bye, well, that was an amazing, amazing interview. Thank you, Deborah Bingham Gwynn. I really appreciate all the information. And um, if you're looking for a facility, then I would suggest that you would take some of her, her information, her, her gems that she dropped. Um, I really wish that I had this information when I was looking um, for my mom in a facility because I had no clue. So this was so helpful and I'm sure it's helpful to someone in the audience. So thank you all for tuning in for this episode of Autumn is Here, and I'll see you next week. 